Breaking Atoms podcast, we break things down to the very last compound. My name is Summit, aka the Potty Mouth of the South. And my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. Actual Facts. Mm-hmm. Breaking Atoms. Yes, sir. Potty Mouth of the South. I'm excited today, as I always am every week. <laughs> now, nah, listen, we got Carl Lamar on the podcast. For, for those um, who, who may not know... You better get to know. I wasn't going to say that, but that works. I'm, just, I'm, kidding, I'm, um, kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Who is Carl Lamar? Tell him. Carl, all right. Carl Lamar is someone who is sharp with his pen, both as a journalist, as an MC. Someone who is uh, a friend of the culture. Okay. Of the culture. Right, right, uh, right. And is serving the culture. Indeed. Um, as I said to him, we like to, lit- we like to interview legends and future legends. But you haven't and mentioned um, where he actually where he actually works. Oh yeah, that, I'm coming to. I'm coming okay, to that. cool. To that. Go ahead. I'm coming to that. that. That's that's secondary because the person that he is to me has made a greater impact than where he works. That's supplementary to me now. Okay. After speaking to him, I love this guy. I fucking love this guy. Um, so Carl Lamar has a new project. Shut up and write. Um, Shut up. He's got a great song with a friend of the show, Rob Markman. Um, he is someone that I, I really think is, like I said, of culture, um, but also has an abundance of energy where he wants to give, right? And I think that really works with us and it's a real good energy vibe for us. It's a, it's, it's a vibe because I feel we're, we're in that similar mold. Um, he is a hip-hop editor at, at, at um, Billboard. Um but this conversation that we have with him isn't just about where he works. It's about the, uh, we, we, we joked about it, about the process, but really getting deep under the surface, breaking things down to the very last compound about how he comes to write his music, how he approaches his journalism and where he's from. Um, and I'm quite proud because we were able to get that out of him and to a point where he was, he felt like we did a good job. Um, and uh, I look, I lo- I listen honestly. Love this fucking guy. I keep swearing. That will tell you how <laughs> yeah. much I love this guy. Yeah, it was a good. Um, it was a good conversation. It was a good conversation. It's going to be a a reference tool in the years to come. Yes, yes, and I and, and I and I really, I genuinely think after hearing his project, I I I have not only high hopes, but I know he's destined for great things. Um, because I think Just Blaze told me, he's like, look, think about the music thing, right? You can have talent all you want. But then there's also yeah. about how people. You've got to be. You've got to be likable. He broke it down in percentages. You've got to be likable too. And you, he broke it down to me in percentages. If you've got a higher percentage of talent, great. If you've even got a higher percentage of how people can work with you, and how how easy you are in the studio, and how much of a dickhead you're not, that's going to get you far. And and I think that Carl has all the ingredients, all the main ingredients, the main source. To I like be that. To be an absolute legend in this game, sources so in ketchup. Carl... Yeah, yeah, yeah. HP, HP, and that. HP, and that. <laughs> Brown sauce and that. Brown sauce and that. But this is uh, Carl Lamar, breaking atoms. Check it out. It's the Breaking Atoms podcast. We have a very, very special episode this week. This guest 
Woo! We're talking about credibility. We're talking about penmanship. We're talking about an MC. We're talking about someone who can paint pictures. Shit, why don't you shut up and rap? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you shut up and rap. Because we have Mr. Carl Lamar, hip-hop editor of Billboard yes, on the Breaking Atoms podcast. How you doing? Man, thank you for having me, man. Much appreciated. Um, grateful to be here, man. It's always dope talking to some fire intellects, you know, who's cooking up dope content. It's, it's much appreciated. We appreciate you for taking the time. Um, it's like I, I, I'm both of us are very big on speaking to people that we can a learn from, have a deep respect for. We like speaking to legends. We like speaking to future legends. Um, congratulations on your new project. Thank you. Um, it's fire. Thank we're you. gonna talk about one of your lines later because I I can't get it out of my head. And we're gonna have to delve into it a little bit because honestly, I listened to everything. I was just like, "Yo, we need to talk to him about this because this is a ongoing issue and it's been happening for thirty plus years, and yeah. we've got to stop it at some point, right?" <laughs> but but no, let's uh, let's take it all the way back to the start. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your start in journalism. Of course, how'd you get started? Where'd you start writing? We know where you are now. Yeah, just give a brief overview of, of where you where you came from. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I mean, I, I come from a little town in Long Island, New York, called Elmont. Um, and, you know, I lived in Elma for a good 20 years of my life. I went to high school out there. And when I was out there, I joined the school newspaper. Um, and my love before music was always sports. I always wanted to be a sports journalist, you know, wanted to be a young Stephen A. Smith, Scoop Jackson, you know, uh, Stuart Scott, those kind of guys. Um, and, you know, I was really excelling at that. My junior year, senior year, I was racking up accolades. I won like a third place award for my uh, one of my sports stories in all of Long Island um and then when I went to college I went to Howard in DC for two years that's when I really developed my love for music journalism uh a friend of mine he referred me to an internship for Vibe magazine at the end of my freshman year and you know I said why not let me give it a chance they reached out to me maybe a couple months later and they had only one internship slot left I in- I-, I interviewed for the job that Friday and, and they gave it to me on the spot and I started that Monday. And, and ever since then, I just, I never looked back. I, I, my love for music journalists, for journalism surpassed my love for sports writing. So. I, I've, just got to, I've just got to say something, right? Cause you mentioned um, Howard. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you, I was you gonna now, say the same. You, you now come from a, a, a rich lineage, yes. elite class of, yeah. of individuals who have come from Howard University. Yeah. I've heard, I have, even though being in London and in the UK, I've heard so much about the parties, that the energy, yeah. um, the, the the alumni, but that community, that sense of community, where if you're from Howard, it's it's that badge of honor. It's like Brooklyn guys, right? Brooklyn, <laughs> Brooklyn fellas always love being from Brooklyn. Yeah, they yeah, love yeah, yeah, being yeah. from Brooklyn. But Howard is that same sense of community. Oh, so yeah. most I, definitely, it's it's a rich you know sense of heritage, you know, rich sense of belonging over there. And you know, despite me only being there for two years because I ended up transferring financially, I couldn't you know afford it. But those two years were so you know imperative and and integral to my growth that I'm always championing Howard and Howard students HBCU people you know at the end of the day because what they did for me man I can't thank them enough no yeah. fair Chris what you got for me I was going to say what was what was the name of your school newspaper the Elma Phoenix you know what right I I grew up watching Saved by the Bell and all these teen shows right oh, and it seems like every well. school it's not like every school in America had a school newspaper. We didn't have that over here. We didn't have really? that there. No, we no, didn't we even have, have like debate teams or none of that. Wow. 
So, like, what were some, like, extracurricular activities you guys kind of delved into besides Man. sports? I mean, it's, I wasn't good at sport either. So, for me, it was sports. <laughs> I, was, I was a runner. I was a footballer. Like, I, like, I did badminton. I did, all, you know, I did all of that, right? But there was, like Chris said, there, is, there was no debate teams. They would have elements where you might have a, rather than a team, they might set something up. That's about it. Like no. it wasn't a, it was an ongoing thing. Where, wow. You know that's why we're so trash at. That's why our parliament is so trash at, um, <laughs> at getting decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Listen, man. I, I, I still, you know, it's on my bucket list. I got to go to the UK, man. So hopefully, you know, when I pull up, you guys give me a full fledged tour because I know, you know, London has a lot to provide. Yeah, I might not have like the, 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 the newspapers, the school newspapers, but I know y'all got some other stuff to, to show me. We got, we got, every, we got everything you need. It's just that. Over where you are, it's just bigger. Yeah. Um, but we got we got everything you need. Um, okay. So let's look back at your your first interview with uh, Mr. Joe Budden, uh, wow. Mr. Media Man himself. <laughs> what was what was the biggest thing, or what were some of the things you learned about yourself from that interview that you took forward? So I think you know, um, if people that follow me, they'll know that I'm like an avid stan of Joe Budden, like rap me too. Joe Budden. Me too. Um, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, there we go. That's what I like to hear. You know, a lot of people, they, they're surprised when I tell them that Joe at one point was my favorite rapper. Same here. Of all time. You know, so for me being 19 and interviewing Joe, who then was my favorite rapper, I learned that, you know, despite who I'm interviewing, especially that being my favorite rapper, I did not fold under pressure. I did not unravel. I still asked him the tough questions that I needed to. And he answered them candidly. And I, I, I felt like, you know, if I can interview my favorite rapper as my first interview, then, you know, everything else should be, you know, smooth sailing from there. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's good that we mentioned Joe Budden because, I mean, for me, as a podcaster, he's definitely one of the people I look to and I could say, well, you know, there's someone who can speak their mind candidly, yeah as you say, and develop a following. You ain't got to mince your words. That, that doesn't mean you have to jump out the window and offend everybody but you can speak from an honest place and people will follow you and believe you because you are who you are. So no, I'm a big Joe Budden fan too. Yeah, definitely. most definitely. And I think with Joe that a lot of people don't realize, they think he just came into the podcast thing game and was, it just flourished just like that. But like no. back in, you know, early 2000s when, you know, he dropped his first album, he was having his issues with Def Jam. He worked at a radio station out here in New yes. York. He worked at Hot right. 97 with Ebro, with Miss Info, with Miss Jones in the morning. And he really excelled. Mm. Um, so he always had that talent and that knack to really deliver on that kind of platform. It was just a matter of time and the right, you know, situation, because that's what it's all about. Once you fall into that right situation, that's when everything kind of opens up. So, you know, it just took, I guess, the Joe Budden podcast to really blow up and balloon to what it to what it is now for him to be getting the, the flowers that he deserves on that front. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So over to you. Right, new project. All right, so <laughs> go straight into it. Go straight into it. Straight in. I, I don't. I don't play. I, like I don't that. rap. I don't do anything. I just sit here and just swear at the wall. I got a whiteboard. I swear at sometimes. I'm just abusive. <laughs> like I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person to be around. But I love it. right, the new the new project. Right, this is something you said. I think it might have been on the first track, first couple of tracks. Definitely, you said too much shade in NY. You can't tan anymore. Uh-huh. I love that. I mean, I, lo- I mean, I just just that in itself, the bar itself is is it's it's, it's Jadakiss 
Jadakiss-esque. Right? You, you know how Jadakiss will make you know how Jadakiss will make something sound so easy, but it's really not that easy. Right. True. Agreed. That's 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 the today. yeah. Yeah, right. That's the Jadakiss, that's the Jadakiss-esque moment. Thank you. What I can't understand what I can't understand is right, someone like you, someone flourishing, someone with a great energy, mm-hmm. someone who is who who is open to praising others, not just himself. Why is it that we can't get past this competitive hate? to allow other people to flourish. Because look, I, look yeah. I've worked in music, I've worked in a corporate, I've worked in an office, right? It happens there too. Like it, like we will block people from their blessings because of this competi- so-called competitive nature. I guess what can we do to get past this? Because we will still see, look, look at Fat Joe and Jay, right? Fat Joe and Jay had their beef. Mm-hmm. It was it was serious, but look what it robbed us over. Yeah. Over some competitive shit. Yeah. And what you, can we do? You hit it. You hit it right on the nail. And it, it sometimes it's mind-boggling for me because I feel like with hip hop, we're the only genre that undergoes this kind of current, this whole competitive fervor, where it's like, yo, you know what? Fuck him. I'm not working with him. You know, he could he could kiss my ass. When you know, not realizing if you join forces, the incredible shit that you can cook up. Like I remember talking to A Boogie. I did an interview with him maybe two years ago at this point. And I remember he was saying, yo, and it, it, it was a mind fuck to me because he's like in his early 20s, but he gets it too. He's like, yo, the reason why the South, the reason why LA, why they continue to win is because they're able to stand side by side, put their egos aside, put their hand out, extend their, hand, their hands out and say, yo, I'm going to help you get to the top. We're all going to eat and, and, and get to the top to, together. But New York, we're so competitive. It's a blood sport that we're not trying to share the limelight. We're not trying to share the, the, the fortunes because we're so stuck on being number one when it's, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. I can't, I can't, I, I can't, I understand it, right? I understand where it comes from. And, and I know, but sometimes I, the older I'm getting, the older I'm thinking it is, and maybe because I'm not an MC, maybe I'm not a rapper, maybe I don't get it. But the more, the more I get older, the more I think, is it just a fucking excuse so people could just be hating even more. Yeah, no, no, I can't fuck with you. I need to be the best. We can all win. We can all get money. There's the, the music industry and how rap has transformed since the 90s into now. Shit, people are making money from ringtone rap. So there's yeah. plenty of money to go around, right? Yeah. So we've got to this point where this com- I feel like this competitive nature, we, we have it here. So the, the grime artists out here are have that less of a problem. But the, I, I always found it with the UK, the, the kind of hip hop heads, the hip hop guys, the quote unquote back rap, backpack rappers or whatever you want to call them. Right. Yeah. They had this in, sometimes intense animosity to one another. And maybe it's an age thing. I don't know. But, yo, man, it's just got to stop. And, and that's the thing you you like I said, with a boogie, you think it's an age thing, but you got people in their 20s who kind of feel yeah, the same true. way. You know, I don't know if it's just in, 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 in ingratiated in them or it's just that competitive spirit is there because. Hip hop is just like sport. It's like basketball. I always compare the two. They're, they're one of the same. And it's like, you know, at least a little bit in basketball today versus the 80s and the 90s, you'll see some kind of camaraderie where it's like, yeah, I'll team up with so-and-so. But in, in hip hop, even with the new cats, it's just like, nah, fuck them. I'm going to do what I got to do, at least out here, at least out here. And, you know, I feel like New York would be in such a better place if cats stuck together and, you know, championed each other and, and really, you know, gave a team effort to help push New York rap further or forward, I should say. Mm. I'm, I'm deep in thought. I'm just listening to you. Um, I'm uh, living in my own head and analyzing self. 
based mm. on what you guys are saying because yeah. um yeah collaboration is important yeah. but let's move on from collaborations to cosigns um dj khaled it's big you up um nice. nipsey rest in peace has also big you up for your for your interview style and technique in your opinion what are the key ingredients of a good interviewer um i, I feel like the ability to just sit back and listen i i think part of me feels like today's you know journalists they're too how can I say this? They're too focused on the stardom and the limelight. Like they think they're the, the they're the celebrity. They think they're the artist. So rather than letting you know, let's say a, a Khaled or like a, a Kendrick or Drake, they want to dominate the conversation so much. And it's more so like, yo, this isn't about you. Sit back, listen, play your position, and then you know chime in when when necessary. But you know, a lot of a lot of journalists like the, the art, I feel like is dying because people want to be this influencer kind of, you know, they want to take that kind of mold as opposed to doing the work, as opposed to doing the research. That's another thing, you know, asking questions besides. So what was the creative process for your album? <laughs> I hate when I'm editing, even when I'm editing, when I'm editing and I see that I'm like, oh, shit, this is where we're going to go, because, you know, anybody can ask that question. You know, it, it doesn't take much to, to hit the Googles a little bit and, and do some deep diving because your editor will appreciate it. The artist will appreciate it, you know, especially the ones I don't talk a lot. They'll come mm. out and say later on, like, yo, I don't normally do interviews or I don't like doing interviews, but your style, the way you ask certain questions, the fluidity of the questions and the way you deep dove into my childhood about that one time I was in the park when I was nine. In August, you remembered that and you brought that up, took me to a different place. Yeah, I hear you. No, we, we don't play those games over here at, um, at Breaking Atoms. Mm -mm. I've got, I've got mm -mm. a really good question. I've got a really good question. I've got a really, really good... It's, it's, it's burning me right now. Yeah. Carl, Carl, Carl. What's the state of hip-hop right now? I used to hate that question. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, my Lord. Ugh. Yo. I feel like I'm flaring up right now. Like... <laughs> Like I'm breaking in the hives or something. I mean, shit, like, and, and you know, if people want to get better, like I come from the class of, you know, watching a dude like, and shout out to him. This is a reason why he's still doing it big. Elliot Wilson, you know, the Daytuan Thomases, you know, uh, the Danielle Smiths, the, like even with Rob, you guys spoke to Rob, like Sway, um, these guys, they, they, they go and do the nitty gritty as far as the research, you know what I'm saying? And they ask the questions that we want to know and that and questions that we may, it may have been sitting subconsciously, but we never thought about it until they brought it up. You know what I'm saying? And that's what separates like the journalists from like, I guess the wannabe journalists at the end of the day, going that extra mile. You know, that reminds me like when I spoke to Logic a couple months back, you know, like I interviewed Logic before and, you know, great vibes, but I can tell like he, you know, they told me beforehand, we're going to keep it 15 minutes. I was like, all right, if we're going to keep it 15 minutes, I'm going to hit you with the best shit that I got, you know, and two, three questions in, he was like, Carl, take as much time as you want. We're like, I'm pushing shit back. You need me for however long you need me, because the way you're coming at me right now, the way you dove into my last album the No Pressure mm. album and the questions that you're asking, you did your shit today. So I'm going to give you all the time that you need to, to, to get what you need out of this interview. It's really good to hear you say that. Um, not to toot our own horn. 
Um, but we take, in it. We take, <laughs> we take, no, we Go take ahead, a similar approach. <laughs> we we do take a similar approach at, at Breaking yeah. Atoms. Like we we're really big on 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 research, and um, you know, Summit's Summit's been doing this for a while. I'm pretty new to this, but one thing we really don't want to ask is like we had Razkaz on Shout a few weeks Razkaz, ago. Yeah. We've had Mike Geronimo, mm-hmm. um, OC, and you know, certain people demand a certain depth. Oh yeah. Of questioning. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, the, the respect, um, yeah, not, the respect level. You got to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna have Razkaz on here and ask him about his favorite color. No. Hit him, hit him with some bullshit. He'll walk out. No, no, Do you know what I mean? No, he put in too much legwork. He put in too much legwork yeah. to get that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. For no, sure. that's good advice. Thank you. No problem. No, um, no problem. You 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 mentioned Elliot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also, I, I asked, I asked, not that I'm recycling questions, but it's, I think it's something that I need to kind of ask you because I very, I, I very much value your opinion. Um, when I interviewed Elliot, I don't know, it must have been the second time would have been maybe eight years ago now. Right. We're in the Rat Raid offices. Yeah. And I was a fan. No, it was the first time. So it was earlier than that. I'm a fan. I bought the magazines. I loved his writing voice and you know i wasn't very much of much of a writer as much mm-hmm. as i could interview i could shoot content i could do all that of course the first thing i asked the first thing i asked him was off off before we started was how did you develop your voice the, mm. the, the yn that how did you develop that what did you what got you to a point where you could be that un, unapologetic that your authentic self through your writing because right. when we're at school and when we're doing things through essays and you think about a critical view whereas yn would he would i'd say yn Elliot would do it in a way in which he would be constructive. He would he would be um, he would paint pictures of whatever he's doing, but also be that fuck you. I'm the best. Fuck you, everyone. I'm the greatest. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how he developed that. So I'm going to ask you as a editor, how did you go about, or how can one go about developing their their voice, especially when they're different types of writers? How do you manage that balance? Um, you know, I I, I think. Quoting Nas, no idea is original, right? Like, I, I'm not going to say, like, I had a voice starting coming up. You know, like, I suffered trying to find an identity, I mean, within myself. You know what I'm saying? Coming up as an adolescence. I think we all had that stage, right? So it's like what you were saying. You you kind of have people that you look at, you know, like I said, like an Elliot or a Daytuan Thomas, and you look at their work, and you not necessarily emulate it, but you take bits and pieces and you sprinkle it onto yourself and then you remix it a little bit until you find your voice. You know what I'm saying? So like certain interview styles, watching Sway interview Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? You would see like how he positioned certain questions and the same thing with a, with a Daytuan or with an Elliot, with a Scoop Jackson. And even with writing, like somebody like Scoop Jackson, when I was, you know, on my sports writing tip, I would see his voice and he would incorporate his everyday voice. It's not like he would try to be super articulate and be like, well, um, I don't know, um, the intricacies of basketball, blah, blah, blah. no, he's like, yo, this is how the shit went down. <laughs> and this is what I think is, 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 is really, you know, happening right now. He would maintain his everyday voice and it made it cool to be like, yo, I don't got to be the most eloquent I am. Thankfully, I'm pretty eloquent, but I don't got to be super verbose to make a point. I could just be myself and add that little flair that makes me who I am to spice shit up. I'm going to make an assumption, though. You know how you've just described the editorial voice. Mm. Was it similar to how you found your rap voice, too? Whew, that's a good question. Um, 
Hmm. I would say so. Yeah, because I think, you know, with everything in life, whether it's sports, whether it's music, whether it's writing, you do have certain influences. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I super love Jay-Z. I mentioned Joe, but Jay-Z, the Blueprint, Reasonable Doubt, we Black Album, you know, certain cadences that Jay does. It, sometimes you unknowingly, when you're writing, you 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 kind of take it with you and you're like, oh, shit, like that pocket. I kind of that's very Hove-esque. It's not intentional, but then you try to find ways to make it your own. You know what I'm saying? So like even recently I found myself writing and I sent a freestyle to my boy. He's like, yo, this is some Joe Budden shit. Like, and it wasn't even like the rhyme scheme. It was just the delivery of it. Like how Joe- Were you like, talking about an ex-girlfriend? Even then I have a track that I did not release. And it was the first couple of comments I got to the, you know, the people in my circle was like, this is Joe-esque, mood music-esque. Cause the level of depth and the way I took it there was very Joe, but it was still very me, you know? So that's the main thing. Like you want to keep that essence of who you are. It's okay to have influences, everybody does, but you still want to keep at that core who you are, you know, who you are at the root of it. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, you mentioned Rob, Rob Markman earlier. Yeah, and I saw I saw you write a tweet the other day, and it said something about thank you to Rob. I'm paraphrasing now. Yeah, thank you to Rob for inspiring me. Oh yeah, on the music side of thing. What exactly did Rob say and do that really um impacted you in a way that you know what I'm going to take this music thing seriously? Big brother Rob, man, shout out to Rob Markman because um I wouldn't have put out Shut Up and Write, you know, maybe because of him you know it, it took a conversation back in 2018 so i used to rap like back in high school junior high did a couple like play around mixtapes but i stopped rapping after 2011 just to focus on journalism and you know i had seen what rob was doing on the scene balancing journalism and rap and he's great at both and you know i've always had that itch to get back into it but i was still coming up at billboard where i wanted to continue to prove myself on the journalism scale you know i felt like i had more work to do on that front before even trying to rap because it would have been like if i did this two three years ago who the hell are you trying to rap and you're not even this popping as a journalist yet so i needed to do more legwork to feel comfortable to say i'm gonna rap but going back to rob i remember him and i we first met or actually spoke at, we were going to Kanye's listening for, in Wyoming for yay. And I remember seeing him and I told him this like the other week when we had our uh, sit down for the project, I was like, yo, you know, I looked at him. I was like, that competitive side that we spoke of earlier was like, yo, that's Rob Markman. And I, like the kid in me is like, yo, Rob is a fucking G. Like he's fucking dope. And then the dog in me is like, ah, but I, you know, that's Rob, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm dope too. You know, I'm not going to go kiss ass, da, 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 da. But, you know, again, that click came in while I was like, yo, Carl, chill, humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? This dude is a goat. So you need to, you know, mind your matter, pay your respect. So I went up to him and I was like, yo, Rob, you know, I want to say thank you for everything you've done for the culture. But more importantly, I see what you're doing with the rap and journalism. I'm considering jumping back into that lane. How do I do it? Because realistically, had I done it, you know, without talking to rob i probably you know to be honest with you my whole rollout would have been a shit show the project would have been a shit show because i didn't have that confidence you know what i'm saying so i needed somebody who'd been there already to give me that blueprint to be like yo you know this is how you 
maneuver through the bullshit. Like, it's crazy because the track that we have together, uh, the Pure record, he told me the other day, which was so dope, looking back at it in retrospect, he was like, yo, when I wrote that verse, I treated it like the Drake and Jay-Z light up record. You know, when Jay- I knew it. I I was just about to say, go on, Karen, Karen. When Jay, when Jay came and he was kicking Drake game on the record, like, yo, this is how you maneuver through this shit. And when you, when I listen to it now, because I felt that way, but him saying that and playing it back today, you really look at it. And you're like, yo, Rob was really giving me free game and giving game to who any to anybody else who wants to pursue that 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 route. You know, um, and I and I was so humbled by that because. There's only so much you could fit in, in a 16. And I told him this. I'm like, yo, you went into your, the depth of your family, uh, um, the issues that happened with your pops and your brother while still giving game on how to pursue it. Like, that's, to me, I was a flawless 16. And that mm. just shows how, how serious his pen game is. I love the line where he said um, something about, put this on my grave site. Some, I worked at Double XL and I wasn't paid right. I'm yeah. like, okay. I'm in. That's I'm in. Real sh- and I was real. Sh- and yes, that's a real, real bar. That's a real bar. Mm, yeah. He, um, no, I, I felt that way when I heard the song. Yeah. Where it, it felt very light up ish. Yeah. Like, you know, even, even, even the way in which he was like pacing his words on the record. Yeah. Like the way he was just let it, it, it was very, and I, I listen, I, I've not, I love Rob. Yeah. Simple and plain. I think Rob is one of the nicest guys you will meet in the industry. Agreed. That he is he is uh, one of a kind. It's even on both sides of the Atlantic. It's very I've, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who is that who is who is so enamored with the culture, mm-hmm. loves it so much, and is willing to help others, right? And give yeah. them the opportunities, even if even if even if it's off him. Yeah. He'll give you that. Yeah. And I love that. And and I think. Um, He's a he like like you. You're a fan of rap, and he he has that too. And I think mm-hmm. sometimes that maturity of knowing it and understanding rap, you're not so beholden and so um, constricted with you know. I I want to keep this for myself. He's not like that. He's very very open. So mm-hmm. um, now nah, salute to you. But I love that that record's good, man. I love that record. Thank I you. think it's I think it's also worth noting as well as MCs, and I'm I'm sure you'll agree, Carl. When you can deliver such personal content. Mm-hmm on someone else's record mm. that's also a gift because that's the kind of stuff yeah. that sometimes i'll keep for myself yeah yeah but when I, someone mm. else comes on your song and starts talking about their family and this is what happened to me and i'm it's sharing this with you that's an extra level it's, it's more than just an exchange now it's a, it's the it's an extra level of trust you know it's actual level mm, of mm, trust mm. as not only a person but also as a lyricist you know especially with this being my first project in damn near a decade so for him to give me that gift, oh, I'm forever humbled. How do you um? How do you deal with the public and private praise? Journalist, rapper. Yeah. How do you? How do you? How do you? How do you kind of almost rationalize it or, or digest it? Because it must it must be super annoying to get all these messages privately that you can go, hey man, why don't you just put it up there? It make me you know, it make me that might look good. We talked about we talked to Rob about this too. This public and private praise thing. Yeah. Um. The public praise, I think it was a bit overwhelming at first, you know, because I initially, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do as a rollout. Like, um, I don't know if you guys caught, like, I I started dropping a couple freestyles just because, you know, and I remember that wasn't even part of the plan. One of my boys on my team, Raphael, um, had told me, he was like, yo, you can't just jump in and say, hey, I'm a rapper. What's up? So he was like, yo, 
play strategic, you know, figure out a way to tell people your story. So I remember just one day, you know, he had listened to the project and he was like, yo, I, I would love to hear you over like certain kind of beats. You go on your 50 cent jacking for beat shit. So I was like, okay, let me, let me see what I can do. And the first beat, cause he was like, he wanted me to jump on some Nash shit. I said, let me fuck with the ultra black. So I got nice. on the ultra black. Black 100? Yeah, yeah, not even black 100. I did ultra black as a, as a freestyle. Ultra, yeah, 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 as a freestyle. And um, the, 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 the praise that I got was, was just so crazy to me. Because I thought, I'm like, all right, this people are going to be hearing me for the first time really rapping. The love that I got, everybody's like, oh, shit. Like, yo, have you ghostwritten some records before? Like, this is not wow. no baby amateur shit. Like, you actually, like, were saying some bars. And even behind the scenes, like, people would DM me, like, yo, bro, like, this is something you need to do. And I'm laughing because nobody knew at the time that I had a full-fledged project in my hands. You know, so I ended up dropping like seven freestyles in like two months. And I ended up using that as my rollout to gear people up for uh, Shut Up and Write. I think I'm going to have to uh, take a similar approach with my next record. Hey, go for it, bro. Like yeah. I said, no, no idea is original, man. And, and, mm. and that's, that's like what, 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 what I was about to. Yeah, that's like what, what, what Smith was saying as far as like, yo, you know, like what Rob is doing, I'm the same way. You don't want to constrict and, and, and try to hold, you know, shit to your own. Oh, no, I want to see everybody flourish. I want to see everybody. I want you to take my blueprint and like body that shit times 30. You know what I'm saying? And I'll be right there in the stands clapping it up, cheering you on, being like, yo, this is how I should have done it. And it was done and executed better. Run with that shit. We need, it, we need more of that. Right. Because ultimately, then the culture thrives even better. Exactly. If always, if we're always hitting through that ceiling. Yes. So if I've hit a ceiling and Chris comes through and pushes it through, then we've got another level. The yes. chamber's now increased. Exactly. We need to get to that level where Kareem Nambalu Jabbar is getting his lights, like he's getting beat the shit out by Bruce Lee. That's, Until we yeah. reach that level, we're not. We have to go to each chamber higher up and higher up and higher up. It's mm. the only way we get better. Exactly. And also for the people coming through. Yes. That's the other thing is people coming through. It's like kids, right? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you guys are kids, but you see people. I, I was. I was listening to Dave Chappelle talk about his kids, and he's like, "Yo, his 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 fifteen year old is way more smarter than he was at that age. More way oh. way more courageous than he was at age. But there's also the thing that his wife and him also gave them a head start mm. in the way they parented and all that. And so now he can excel at fifteen at a better at a, a kind of Dave two point yes. and go even higher and higher and then pass that on. It's the same thing with rap. It's the same thing with culture. Mm -hmm. it's the same thing we have, we have to do things that." can enable us to get better and higher and higher. I may not be the best interviewer that ever. It's the, it's the classic adage of Park, right? I may not be the, the guy that changed the world, but I'll spark the mind that will. That will. He had that very early. Mm, yes. He had that 100%. very early knowing that we just have to pass that on. And and carry on the Nas reference is carry on tradition. Yes. We don't do that. We lose we lose the very fabric of what made this culture the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it's it's, it's bigger than us. It. You're right on the money. Right. right on the money. It's bigger than us. We gotta we gotta preserve the culture and by doing that is by giving back and giving extending that hand out, man. Extending that hand out. You you don't understand how far we would take this shit if we did that. Right, right, right. Absolutely. Chris, you got anything else? No, listen. I'm I'm just here, um I'm having a moment, uh, a private moment in public, just thinking about what you're saying and um there's a few things I have to unlearn and there's a few things I'm we gonna have to turn up on. So no, but, I'm 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 learning as I listen. So we all we will all would Amy and Carl, you'll probably agree we all do that, right? We all have yeah. to do that, right? Yeah, it's, 100%. it's that, you, you, I'm I'm gonna go completely left mm -hmm. if I can for a yeah. second. 
there's a part of um, yoga, right, which is about unlearning. Mm. So the reason why you do yoga, not just stretch your legs and all that, and about not just about breathing, but it's about getting to a state of consciousness where you can then unlearn the things that you've learned. Mm. And part of everything is about you born to this world and then you kind of unlearn the things. It's, it's a bit of hypocrisy because you're going, love your family, but then unlearn to not love your family, not have attachment. But anyway, the idea is to unlearn the things that you do. And we're constantly shedding that. And sometimes we'll go two steps backwards and two steps forward, but we're constantly doing that. But if we do it together, mm. is a greater chance we'll all succeed. Oh, yeah. So 100%. We, all have, we all have that moment. The only thing I would say, the only thing, now we go back to center line. Um, the Billboard Power List recently came out. Congrats. Mm. That was a wonderful. Thank what, you. It's going to sound like a really crappy question. Yeah, how long based that... on what we just said, right. go ahead. What's the process? No, um, <laughs> how long does that sort of stuff like, so there's a the group of you in the room, how long, like, and even in COVID times, are you guys in the office? Is it all through a Zoom call? What was the process of doing it this year compared to other years? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, 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 we've been working from home, you know, as you guys can imagine. Uh, we haven't been in the office. I haven't been in the office since March. Um, we pretty much just powwow. It's a, it's a collaborative thing. You know, we all come together as a team, put in our thoughts, our, our thinking caps on, you know, we through everybody's, you know, process and years, and then we ultimately make a decision. It's not, it's not easy. I know sometimes I get messages and tweets about, you know, the criteria and stuff, but you know, it's, it's, it's a process because everybody, if you look at it, has a dope year, you know what I'm saying? So we hate, I don't mean spe specifically sometimes hate just having to narrow it down because shit, you wish everybody, could get could get a fucking bag like Oprah. Oh, you get a car. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? But um, a shout out to my team because again, like I said, it's a collaborative thing, and we we all put our thick and caps together to to make this yeah. you know thing come true. That's not an easy thing to do. Not and, a... and and you've got it. And 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 being the brand that you are, mm -hmm. you've got to do it right. Oh yeah. It's not. It's it's not. Now, I'm a, I'm a shit on them for a second because they always used to leave me out of their list, but. <laughs> Source, right? Uh -huh. we'll talk about the source for a second, right? The source used to do this uh, blogger power, whatever. Right? I remember, oh. I remember. Yo, the, the, I'm a, the I'm power I'm a, twenty five or something. Yeah, something like that. I'm gonna keep it real with you, Carl. Right? They should have had me on that list at all these once, right? Listen, once, <laughs> listen. Hip hop, that, man. Talk your truth. I'm bro. mad. I'm mad. I'm mad because hip hop chronicle, right? Was so on a on a so on a level of. So I got exclusive, like, you know, Shorty Low, rest in peace, right? Mm -hmm. I got the exclusive that he t he told me the beef with T.I. was over. Yeah. And then the next day, T.I. released what, uh, What's Up, What's Happening, what's the video, up? Mm -hmm. to go back. At, mm -hmm. I did that. Like, I got Kanye mad at, um, well, he got mad at the YBF, but it was me. Remember YBF? I don't know if any of you guys remember that. Uh, YBF was a, was a blog. Uh, yeah, Young yeah, Black yeah, and yeah. Fabulous. I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So it was, uh, it was, it was 808s and Heartbreaks, the listening session here in London. And he said, and I quote verbatim, he said, uh, Rihanna was the greatest thing that happened to Beyonce. And I put that out. It followed everywhere. It got on newspapers. It got on Hot 97. Wow. It got everywhere. Wow. He then wrote a blog post because YBF sourced me. He wrote a blog post on KanyeWest.com going at them, talking about the industry is this. It was me. It was wow. me. Yo, and the source fronted on me on that? Come on, yo. But you, know, what, on, you know what's crazy? And I take this page from Drake, and he even said it when he won, you know, the Grammys. Um, when was it? Was it the Grammys? Yeah, it was the Grammys a couple of years back. And he was just like, yo, don't let accolades you know, be the defining thing of your career. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's kind of what's been keeping me going. Just, you know, just the passion and love for it. You know, if I get the love for, I mean, 
and I, when I say the love for it, I'm talking about like the love for what I do. If people praise me, if people show me love, cool. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, if I'm happy and fulfilled with what I'm do, with what I do, and I'm delivering dope shit, that trumps anything, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. I, I, I'm, I'm only being facetious. I'm only being. It's just because I take any shots at source. <laughs> no, you're, you're you're dead serious, bro. It's okay. It's okay. I, nah, I, that, I, I, I was hurt. I was hurt behind. I was. I was like, yo, every year, I'm like, yo, come on now, come on now. Of course. Um, but no, 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 no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I listen, man. It, it was a great time, and 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 I love that. But you're right. I, th- I th- genuinely, all seriousness, it's not the accolades that that build that. Right. It's um, it's it's more than that. It's right. what you can give back. And and there's so much I've learned from. From as a blogger, like you know how Primo's just say hip hip hop brought me here. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I feel about everything I do in my daily life. Oh yeah, I feel like I feel like hip hop got me here. It brought me here. I'm here because of rap. I'm here because of the culture of rap music and and culture of hip hop. Everything I do from presentations to to uh, to public speaking to a podcast, everything is because of hip hop. And hip hop has brought the, look at that. It's brought us together. You know what I'm saying? Right. From different parts of the world. Right, and and that that to me that's the greatest win. All these accolades are great, right? But eh, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's okay. I love anyway, it. I love it. I digress. Anyway, look, we've we've taken too much of your time already. We appreciate you. Of course, um, it's been great having you, man. Like honestly, this is. We're gonna, I, I mean, I really enjoy talking to you. Yeah, I think I've, I love your energy. Thank you. And I love and I love. Sorry, Chris. I know I was gonna say. I know I've said this before. It was a for me. It's really my first time engaging with you and just learning your story. But I feel this conversation. It was wholesome. You know, those conversations where you walk away having learned something and you can reflect and think because I live in my head a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Same. It's, it's Same. you've given me a lot of food for thought. And um, yeah, I feel good about it. No, and I love it. And, 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 I, and I'm going to say this, you know, like this is probably like the best interview I've done, you know, in a, in a, in a while. Don't say that. Don't say that. Wow. Now. Don't say that. No, 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 I mean no, that. No. I mean that. And I, and I mean that. You know what I'm saying? It's like up there with, you know, my boy who has like this, uh, he, he has his media network, Foresign Network, but it's like literally head in head, head to head, because, you know, I just love wholesome, you know, fruitful conversations where, you know, I'm learning in the process. You know what I'm saying? It's never, it's not one sided. I'm leaving with something too, Chris. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, you guys are dope at what y'all do, like I said from the jump, and I just needed to really sit and I guess be a part of that experience to value it that much more. So I appreciate that's y'all. Very kind of you. Thank you. That's that's very kind of you. Now we will we'll get you on another time, uh, probably in the new year. We we really do appreciate you. Congrats on the project. It's out now. It's on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Um, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's on your SoundCloud, right? When so the, when your... when is it going to be on the streaming services, if so, if at all? I, I was, in, I was intentional. I told Rob this too during our talk. I was intentional with this because I wanted to just have one platform for all the music to live for this moment. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys really want to check my music out, you go, you got one place to go in that SoundCloud. You know what I'm okay. saying? But maybe next projects, next few projects going to be on DSP. You know what I'm saying? We're okay. going to evolve from there. But for right now, the infant stage is right there on SoundCloud. You, okay. You know, I respect you know, it. I'm, I'm the resident Hove Stan on the podcast, so it's going to be on Tidal first, right? Hey, of course. You know <laughs> I got to show guy, love. 
Come this on, man. We got to show. You know, you look, listen, Elliot. Elliot's our guy, right? So we, we can't we can't do Elliot like that, right? I'll talk to Elliot. We'll, what we'll do, we'll talk to Elliot, and we'll pretend we'll get like an unreleased song because he loves that unreleased master <laughs> shit as well, right? We we'll got Elliot. Put that up on title, right? Yeah, we'll I'll be that loved, man. Shout out to title. Shout out to Elliot, man. <laughs> yeah, nah. Now, but listen, thank you once again. God bless you. Thank you. Um, you're you're an amazing. Like honestly, really, I've really very enjoyed having this conversation. Man, your energy is so infectious, bro. Thank you. Like, genuinely, like. So Thank God you. bless you, bro, and and thank you for your time. And thank you so versa, much, man. Vice versa. Yo, Chris, send me that link, man. I'm being dead ass. I've got I'm, it. I'm gonna want to listen coming. to some shit. All right, and I'll I'll also DM you on Twitter as well. I'll send you some music. There we go, man. I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all. A big thank you to Carl for joining us on the podcast. I had fun on that episode for real for for reals for reals. Me too. Um, I think me too. Like me watching the things that I've been watching over the last couple of days have really helped me to to connect with him more uh on a kind of deep i had my moments where i went on a tangent but that's just purely because of what i'm consuming at the moment um but what he, are you consuming you know the west wing dave Chappelle, um like things that i feel like oh no f- i know you said that in the show i thought you were referring to something else my bad no 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 consuming a lot of alcohol no i don't drink um but it, it it's very much about like the things i'm consuming and how that i always think about authenticity so things that are either happening to me or I'm consuming, I try to bring it out in some way or shape or form in an interview. Um, and I think you said it. Um, this is Carl, someone you could just go have a beer with, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. He, I mean, I hope he I hope he comes to the UK. Me, you, Carl, Mike Geronimo. We'll go to the pub. <laughs> Rob yeah. OC. Have a break in Adam's retreat. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Raz <laughs> Yeah, no, but. Yeah, man. Imagine, imagine though. You know what's funny? When, he, when Carl was talking. Just the most random lyric came to my mind. Do you remember when um Little Kim said, "Now we're billboard bound, niggas pressed to hit it." It just came into my head, and I wanted to say it, <laughs> but I just thought, no, this is not appropriate. I just wanted to share that with you. No, 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 dope. Uh, no, honestly, we'll definitely have him back on, and I think next yeah, time, for sure. I think next time we have him on, uh, let's geek out on some rap shit, like pure yeah. and utter, like rabbity rap. Let's break this down. Rhyming patterns. The unleash the dragon. Cisco. Let's let's pause. Let's do all that. I hope I hope he he's okay to do that. I'm sure he will be. Um, mm-hmm. But no. But the, the, you know I'm we I'm I say this all the time. But I feel even more blessed and grateful that we're able to speak to people that can give us an insight and a deeper insight. One of the things I've always enjoyed about interviews I've done in the past and I'm doing now is about how I can learn from someone else. Because if I can add that to my chamber, that perspective, it should help me go higher. I can then pass that along, so on and so forth. So yeah, that that I want to I want to share something with you mm. before before we go. But mm. carry on. Okay. Um. But so th- that's I mean enough about that. Um. You can find us on social at Break the Atoms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hip Hop Chronicle for me at I am Kinetic for Chris. Uh, we'll be back soon. We've got tons and tons of content. Tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> literally, when I say tons, tons when tons, I say tons, tons and tons of content, I'm not talking about two or three. I'm talking no. about a billion. I had to, uh, I had to purchase a hard drive. You ain't ke- to store to store certain things, you know, I, cloud storage. Can't, we can't, you know what I mean? We can't listen. The 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 content we're about to unleash. Um, Jesus, I'm kind of proud of myself. But let's 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 preface this though. This isn't this isn't us just boasting. We've created a lot of yeah. content with you, the listener, in mind, and hopefully you enjoy it. 
and it adds value to your life. Everything we do is about you listening right now. Whoever you are, wherever you are, it's about you. It ain't about me, it ain't about Chris. And if it ever feels like that, you got to tell us because it should never be yeah. that way. This Real is, talk. This is about Real talk. how we, Real talk. this is about how we, as two individuals from the UK, a brown and black person from the UK who love this culture, who love this music, who respect everyone and every person, not just artists, who've walked through that door in the name of hip hop and have contributed. This is for them. I want to say a big shout out to DK, the producer. He's a he's a producer <laughs> from Canada. Yes. Um, message message me on Instagram saying how much he loved the show. Um. He heard the Beat Butcher episode. He said that was the first one he had ever heard. Wow. And he says, you guys have so much content and he loves how we get into depth. Shout out to Vice Beats as well. He 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 sent us a message about the J Rawls interview. Nice. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, nice. He, really, that. he really enjoyed that one too. And DK, the producer, back to him, he's sending us a gift from Canada. Wow. So there's a, there's a seven inch record coming to the crib. Wow. I'll make sure, because I don't have a record player, I'll make sure it gets to We're you. We're getting a 45. I'm getting a 45? Yeah, no, I'm, I think it's a seven inch, bro. Yeah, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, unless it, unless he's got a different um, uh, RPM that I have, but yeah, bro, I'm getting I, I'm a, a I'm going to be honest with you, man. I know, I know 12 inches and I've heard of seven inches. I own neither. I'm a CDs man. But he, he sent us his, his very own release. It's, oh, it's his production. Oh man. On a, on a seven inch. And he said, hey guys, I want you, you to have this. That's amazing. So shout out to DK, the producer. One, when the seven inch arrives, I'll take a photo, put it up on the socials. But most of all, thank you for listening and we do appreciate you. Thank you so much. 